Welcome to the Revitalize Hope Podcast. I'm your host, Alan Cass Stevens. And today we have a special guest, David Weaver. David Weaver is not only a personal friend, but I also consider him a mentor in this podcast journey that I'm on. You see, Dave has his own podcast, Revitalize Kindness. In the future, we may collaborate on several things together, so make sure you check out his podcast and subscribe so that you don't miss any of those episodes. Dave has been on a long journey himself, so I'm going to get right to it and let him share with us his journey. Dave? Yeah, my name's David Weaver, and so I have been on a journey probably for the last 20 to 30 years, I would say. And so I can kind of, I'm going to go back pretty far, um, but hopefully quickly get to the point where things have just completely changed in my life um, uh, to the now. Um, You know, I grew up in church and you would think, a lot of people think, hey, grow up in church, you're good to go. But I um, think I... I went through a, a period in my life where curiosity got the best of me. So again, I grew up in church. I did the Awanas. I did those kinds of programs, Christmas play every year, th- those kinds of things. It was it was a lot of fun, but I never really connected with my faith in church. And so I think I went through this period um, as I grew older and got curious. And as you get older, you know, you, you get... You know, you get to your 16 year year old, or you get to be your 16th birthday, and now you can drive. You get you get you graduate these different ages. So when you're in in high school, there's just a lot of learning yourself. And through that process, I, I really just got away from the church. Um, I think it was just a combination of choice of friends and just me wanting to. I guess, conquer the world, if you will, uh, to learn as much as I could about worldly things. And, you know, I, I succeeded and, and I graduated from high school, went straight into college. And that was just this, this next step in the, the, the whole moving away from God and moving um, into a totally different direction. You know, growing up and going, even going through high school, I I never touched alcohol, never touched those types of things, smoked or whatever. Um, But in college, I I think there was this extra layer of protection between myself and my parents and because of the distance that we were away from, from each other. And so my life, I really began to experiment with life. Um, Totally new group of friends new ideas, new ideologies, all this, um, just a new way of life. So they, they drank, they, they did different things that I was interested in trying. So I, I went for it and I, I started having a lot of fun just being honest. And, uh, but you know, all that I learned, I saw, I, I, I think I saw things that I thought I would never see in terms of people getting hurt. You know, I saw a lot of tragedy around me, but we, we all shook it off at night. We would, you know, we would drink, we would party, we would, we would have fun and just move on. Um, college didn't last too long because I went through that party stage. And of course you can't sustain college and live that kind of life. 
So I quickly, uh, within about two years, decided that it was best for me to go back home, quit spending mom and dad's money. So I did. Went back home, but I had a couple friends from, from high school that had the same idea. We got together. We had similar experiences in college, and so we proceeded to live that kind of life. Played music together um, because growing up, I was always, especially in high school, sort of a band geek. But, you know, some music was the thing that I always levitated to or went to went back to. So I got into the music, and then that just really added more fuel to that fire, that fire of like, hey, let's, how many ways can we potentially destroy our, my, our, my life or our lives and, and, um, you know, become numb to the world eventually, uh, that kind of thing. So yeah, just went through this, this, again, this phase of partying and, and really just disconnecting myself from so many parts of my life, from family from from God and I got further and further and further away. So all that and then I got to a I got to a point in my life where it's just that was my life and I and I didn't, you know, I I, I kind of equate it to a little bit like if you think about like being in a gang, uh we weren't, you know, we weren't running like gang, you know, crime sprees or anything like that, but what I mean is it's one of these things where you get into this lifestyle or this group and there's really no way out. There's no real way out. And and I was at that point where I didn't know how. I knew that I, I think I wanted something different because I saw what my life had turned out to be. But then I, um, so I started to really think through that, but I didn't see a way. I was heavily drinking, heavily, you know, dosing on whatever different kinds of drugs, this, that, and the other. Again, I was numb to the world and really numb to, I don't want to say common sense or just uh, losing more and more value for myself just because of the things that I was doing. And I felt like, okay, that's my life. That's what it's become. Here I am. I can't do anything about it. So yeah, I went through all of that. And and I, I think I got so bad at one point as I'm, I'm still in a band playing rock music, this, that, and the other. And I got so bad with my substance abuse that I they, they wanted to get rid of me in the band. I was coming to practices, not able to function and and do do my job there so although we were good pals and have been good pals for a while they decided that it was best for the band if I would if I would leave and uh, so I did so I had a lot of time to think because my normal lifestyle of band practice hanging out with the folk you know the people that I would hang out with just kind of like it didn't all stop, but a lot of it did. So I had all these, this, this extra time. Um, so again, I'm thinking to myself, all right, here I am. This is my life. But then I was like, there's gotta be more to this life. I've been at a point in my life too, during all of this where lots of different ideologies are creeping in. 
not necessarily like other faiths or religions per se, but like the fascination of, let's say, aliens and other things. So just all these little facets in my life, just really interested in certain ideologies. And um, I got to the point, though, like with all of that, just the confusion of my mind and my in my heart because of the 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 beating that I was giving myself in terms of all that substance abuse basically being out of my mind most of the time other than when I was working with all that combined I I I kind of like I started questioning whether or not my previous life in church if God was real, I started thinking back to that previous life, but I had all these questions. Is God real? If he is, where is he? I even still had a Bible on my bookcase. Never opened it, but it was still there because it was just a relic from my past. Um, just like the other books that were there. But at any rate, I'm there and I have a lot of things swarming in my head. And one of the big ones was the meaning of life. I was getting very philosophical during that time in my life. So is it God? Is he real? Uh, what's the point of my life? Started thinking all these things and just realizing that I didn't really have any answers. Uh, I just knew the results of a lot of my decisions. So I, at one point, I think I got so low in my life because of drinking and actually being arrested once for it, but I got so low because of those events and my lifestyle that I got to the point where I was crying out, not to any individual, not to AA or anything or places I probably should have been crying out to. I suppose, but I did this kind of like this, you know, they say um, in football, you have this term called Hail Mary. So I'm trying to, I'm, I'm basically throwing my Hail Mary to to God and saying, hey, if you're real, because I'm crying at this point and I'm, I'm just down in life, I'm broken. Um, and I said, if you're real, show me, show me something tangible, something that I can see or just give me something because I I want to believe. I want to believe. But again, all this is in my mind. My lifestyle, my frame of reference for that point in my life was just really mixed up. So I go through this, this, this event where I'm crying out to God. Uh, one night, the next morning, I'm going to work. And I see as I go around the curve of this highway on the way, to work, I see a rainbow, and, um, and and I knew, I just knew that like this was from God. First of all, thank you Sunday school. I remembered the stories of Noah and the ark. So here I am. I remember this. I remember what the essence of what the rainbow was about, and it was a promise from God. And um, so that was something I believe that was tangible about God and, and of God. Because the fact that the very next morning after I'm crying out and basically on my knees 
to the point of begging God to show himself and reveal himself, he revealed something of himself, which is his promise. That promise stands today. And so that's a, so anyway, I, when I saw that, I just like that, that got my heart stirring. I'm like, okay, God has made contact with me and, and, you know, in his, in that way. And so, although I didn't hear this voice, that was okay. That's what I needed. I needed something. I needed a starting point and I had it. So I ran with it. I had that Bible on the shelf. I think I probably opened it. But then I decided, hey, let me go buy a new Bible. I did. I bought an archaeological Bible because I wanted, again, I wanted to see tangible things. So I thought archaeological Bible made sense. And I started, just from that point, I developed a hunger for the things of God. I wanted to know more. I wanted to see evidence. I wanted to know what scripture said. I wanted to know what God was like. And so I really, I just started studying everything, Bible, books, articles, TV shows, whatever I could get my hands on. I still was kind of fresh and new to this whole trying to walk in the, or like walking in faith. And I, and I wasn't completely there, but I told God, I was like, look, I need I need somebody in my life to help me through this, to walk through this with me. And that time I believed it should be a girl. So I made a request to God. I was like, hey, if you give me a girl that was a believer, then we're going to be good. <laughs> exactly like a 13-year-old aged boy that, hey, he's like, look, if I can just get a girlfriend and she'll check the box, yes, then, then I think I'm going to be good. And so the, but the prerequisite was, though, that she had to be a believer. And, um, but anyway, I made, that, I made that request to God and got a job at, at, a, at a call center. And this girl walks in one day and heard a little bit about her story. Still didn't know, like, what her situation was with faith and stuff. But I'll never forget was already attracted to her and then I and then I went up to her and asked her I said hey what are you doing this weekend and she said going to a Christian concert so that was another sign that like hey God's listening because a I don't think I had ever heard anybody in my life say the words I'm going to a Christian concert just because of the circles that I, I walked in all my life and when I was younger, I was too small to go to concerts. So I'd never heard those words before, especially from somebody that was young like myself. And so that was the a cue. And I took that cue and we dated, we got married, we have four children and um, have one of the br- uh, greatest brother-in-laws as well who's actually a pastor, now a senior pastor, was a youth minister before. But he he took me under his wing, became a, a mentor to me, discipled me in a lot of different ways, sharing material, giving encouragement, all those things. Yeah, so I just feel like Again, I call out to God and God listens and then all of a sudden all these things I, I get a thirst for 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 knowledge that I've never had before. I ask for somebody to help walk me through this. God gives me that and 
you know, he doesn't have to do those mm-hmm. things, of course, but it was definitely helpful for me. I think ever since that moment in my life when things started to change with being married, um, being hungry for God's word, I have just since then been like in total love with God and the things of God, not perfect. I mean, we, we seek righteousness and to be righteous because he's righteous and he, he, he and only he can make us righteous. But man, it's been it's been a journey and I've loved every moment of it. Okay, Dave, let me ask you a question. So the rainbow, do you, why do you think a rainbow? Do you have an opinion on that at yeah, all? Yeah, I mean, I, I think because, like, my mind at that time, I, I was really out there. And I think God took that innocent thing, the, the probably one of the few things that I knew of, of Scripture at that time, something that he knew that I would, I would recognize. Because of the, you know, we, we always make fun of like sometimes the, the, the little children's stories that we tell and, you know, and looking back at least, you know, because now I'm getting into theology and I'm thinking like bigger thoughts and stuff like that. So I think sometimes I really, I don't scrutinize. I don't like under, I don't, I want to say maybe we underestimate, maybe that's the best way to say it. I think sometimes we underestimate those, those little stories that we, and the verses that we have to learn when we're when we're little, but man, God used it. I mean, God knew that during that time of my innocence um, in, in church and learning scripture and learning those stories, that that was, that was back there in that, that memory of mine. I mean, as messed up as my mind may have been then, there was clarity in that part of my brain, I suppose. And so God pulled that out. And when I saw it again, I just recognized it. I knew the story. I knew that there, there was that rainbow's attached to a promise of God. And at that point, I think that's what I needed. I needed some sort of something solid. And it just like me and you, if I make a promise to you, providing we're going to keep our word, that's solid. I mean, that should be solid among people that we we should be able to give our word to each other and, and make these sort of sort of promises. And I think that's that's big and that's important to just relationships. And so I think it just, it was the perfect thing for God to show me was the rainbow, the promise. Great interpretation. I, I'm sure it was amazing. You know, a lot of our listeners may have been down the same road as you're, as you have been, right? Or are they currently going down that road? So if you had to, to give them any type of advice on where they're at, if they're in that low point, what, what advice would you give them? You know, Alan, I'm, I'm really glad you asked me that. Um, there's a verse that I, I guess is sort of my life verse, and that is Psalm 119.67. Before I was, afflic- I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I keep your word. That verse is such an encouragement to me because it reminds me the fact that you can be afflicted of with sin. You can be afflicted in the downs of life. You know, sometimes when we look at our lives and we look, hey, we're, 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 we're critical of ourselves. Oh, I failed in this area and I failed here. 
and I failed there, what is my worth? The encouragement, I think, is that God knows our worth. And although we are afflicted and we went astray, God can call us back to his word. And again, his word is will never come back void. His promises, he'll never break. And so I think when he brings us back to his word, it's just, it's a beautiful thing, really. And I love, that's why I love reading his word, because there that's where you're going to learn more about you. You're learning about God, but you're also learning, but you're learning about your maker. You're learning about the one that you've been made in the image of. So it's a big part of you, more, more so than we give credit for typically. But I think that's what I would just say, read scripture. It seems so uh, cliche a lot of times. Read your Bible, read your Bible, that kind of thing. But really, if you want to know more about you and get a better understanding of those types of things and maybe get more grounded, I would say, I would say read scripture. But for those that, again, you know, you may not like, well, I don't feel like doing that because my life is where it's at. Just don't give up hope. I mean, have, I pray for people to have enough faith to call out to God like I did. Where I was in a position, remember, where I didn't really have much faith per se. I had a lot of things, a lot of ideas in my head, and I really didn't know what was real. But I took a leap of faith to call out to the one who made me. Now, maybe I didn't think of it like that then. Maybe I was desperate. But the fact is, I think we that's what we need to do. We need to call on the one who is great and who is loving. That's my take. I really am glad you used the word hope there along with faith because, well, obviously, you know, this podcast is about hope. Part of that hope is having faith that things will get better, right? So so hope and faith kind of go right there hand in hand, right? I'm really glad you used that verbiage. And I really think our listeners, this will hit home with them and maybe give one of them hope that, hey, I'm here now, but I can be where Dave is. You know, it may take some time, but I have hope that I can get there and the faith that I can get there. Thank you for sharing your story. It's greatly appreciated. Yeah, and and just remember that, um, and I forget the scripture. I wish, I, I think it's Roman. It might be Romans 7, 6 or 7. Anyway, there's there's scripture, and you Google it. There's a computer, and, and they're great because you can Google things even when you don't know where they are. So I, I say Google this. But, yeah, just the, the thing is that one thing I remember is sometimes I'm going to go through hardships, and God is going to use every one of those to grow me. And so when we're in our low points of life, it's okay. We some t- and it's weird to think about it, but we can have joy in that because we we understand that God is going to grow us. Um, so yeah, just again, and, and that's why I say go to God's Word because He's going to speak to your heart, and your journey is going to be unique to you. Um, and He's you're going to go through things that I didn't go through, um, but God 
knows all and he knows you. So he, um, if you try to speak to him, he will speak to you. I would absolutely agree, Dave. And he doesn't promise that we won't go through hardships, but he promises that he will be there with us. So again, got to speak back to hope and say, you know, he's there with you. Don't give up hope. Keep fighting the good fight.